Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together, we're taking you to some of the most beautiful and interesting, really fun places here around the Northwest. And today, Jamie, we're going to discuss the Eastern Oregon outpost of Pendleton recently stole the heart of one of our photojournalists, Beth Nakamura. <laughs> Indeed. She covered the vaunted Pendleton Roundup. She's joined by reporter Jayathi Ramakrishnan, a former Eastern Oregon resident, for a conversation about what to do and see in the Wild West town. Folks, Beth, Jayathi, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Good to see you. Yeah, welcome on. Now, Beth, I know that you went to the, the Pendleton Roundup to shoot some photos. I did. Uh, we have not had anyone there for a little while. Your photos were beautiful and incredible. It's some great, there's a great one of, uh, of, I mean, a lot of them, of a bunch of guys on horseback with lassos. You went to a Native American pageant. When you came back in the newsroom, you were just like glowing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think everyone commented on this. Is that right? Yeah. So what, what is it about the Pendleton Roundup that, that really so took you or about Pendleton? Oh, I mean, I've always loved Pendleton. Pendleton just always has struck me as a place that sort of knows what it is. And it, it is all good things. Um, so it was fun to go there. I had never been to the rodeo. And so, you know, that's a long walk up to a rodeo considering how long I've been here. And it was my first pass at it. So, of course, that is always, you know, I'm never going to be able to recreate the excitement that I feel just absorbing all of that for the first time. It's sort of like I wish everyone could experience it. Yeah, I had a big crush on the Pendleton Rodeo, I have to say. So I'm going to just sound like the, the marketing arm of the Pendleton Roundup here today. So Jayathi will, uh, will pick up where I leave off. <laughs> yeah, so I had been to the Roundup a few times before. I, Like Jim said, I lived in Eastern Oregon for a little over two years. I just recently moved back to Portland. And I lived in Hermiston, not Pendleton, but the two towns are only about 30 miles apart and share something of a rivalry. But I love Pendleton. I spent a lot of time there when I was living in Eastern Oregon, and part of that was going to the Roundup. And, you know, I spent a little time at the rodeo, but I really enjoyed more of the other stuff that there is to do in Pendleton. A lot of that is kind of highlighted during Roundup Week, but there's, you know, many things. I feel like Pendleton has a ton to do the rest of the year as well. I agree with you that Pendleton really knows what it is. It's got a strong sense of identity, and I think that is showcased during the Roundup, but you can really experience it any time of year. Yeah, I mean, so the Roundup's couple months now in the past, Beth came back and she was just on fire about this place. Oh my gosh, I just love it here. She posted this photo of herself on Instagram where she's just wearing her cowboy hat, cowgirl hat. Right. What, do you, what do you even say? Well, yeah, it's actually a cow, I think it's a cowboy, cowboy hat. It was made, hat. It was made yeah. in Texas, bought at Goodwill, by the way, for $6.99. Because, $6.99. Like, nice. I was kind of one and done with the hat. It's not like I'm going to wear that in Portland. But in fact, there is a very strict dress code for all photographers covering the Pendleton Roundup and had to wear denim, had to wear cowboy boots, had to wear a cowboy shirt, ah. had to wear the cowboy hat. The shirt, by the way, I was at one point I was in, you know, I was covering the actual rodeo, which was pretty visceral experience like I've never experienced before. It was amazing how close I got. But anyway, I'm sort of a modest dresser. You can't see me in this podcast, but, but my shirt was buttoned you know, like maybe I wasn't buttoned all the way to the top. I was maybe two buttons down, like nothing. And they tapped me on the shoulder and said, 
pointed to my buttons like one more up please and i'm like you're kidding me like wow i'm a middle-aged woman like what and i'm showing absolutely nothing you know and he's like well the people across the way and then my sleeves were rolled up just like a little bit it was really hot you know those couple days that i was there and i had to keep my sleeves rolled down so it's a it is a, it is indeed a very strict dress code hmm uh, I thought it was a little, you know, I just didn't know what to make of that before I got there other than, okay, sh you know, I'll have fun. It's sort of like cowgirl theater. But when I got there, I realized actually I would have felt really silly if I was in my regular Portland, Oregon clothes. Like everyone there dresses like that. So you would have just been really out of step with the place. And when you're doing this kind of editorial type photography, the last thing you want to be is standing out anyway. So. <laughs> Jayathi, does what's it like there year round, right? So Beth got this window into kind of their signature weekend. What should I get into if I go out there, say, in January? So first of all, you're not going to see as many people. Um, yeah. It's the population just booms that week. Totally explodes. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, during the rest of the year, Pendleton's population is about 15,000. So it definitely has the feel of a small town. But you will find a ton of live music events going on all year. Pendleton is a very lively, you know, music and restaurant scene. So if you're looking for any sort of live band to listen to, you can go downtown and find like well, at least a couple playing several nights a week. It's got a great art scene. There is a Native American art institute out there. The Tamasklet Institute is a Native American museum that you can also check out. The Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation is just to the east of Pendleton, and that has some influence at the Roundup, which I, I wrote a little bit about. You know, they're sort of side by side, and I think that's worth checking out and trying to experience a little bit as well. It's something that we don't get as much direct contact with here in Portland unless you are yeah. really seeking it out. So I'd encourage you to seek it out there as well. Totally. Yeah. Like I said, I am really partial to the food and music scene in Pendleton. There's a lot of great local bands, and you know, some of the restaurants that are really dear to my heart. The Great Pacific is sort of like Pendleton's living room is like what I've heard it called. I don't know if I'm stealing. Okay. I don't know if I'm stealing anyone's phrase there, but definitely heard that term. And it's run by a great couple who, you know, they really welcome musicians from all around the Northwest, as well as, you know, open mic nights for local people who are trying to, you know, showcase their talent. What, what do you get at the Pacific? What 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 type of vibe and, and what kind of food as well? So you're going to want pizza. That's what they do best. As far as the vibe, it is, it almost feels like it would fit right in in Portland. I think people from Western Oregon think that Pendleton is a very conservative place. And to some extent, that's true. You know, if you really broke it down numbers wise, that's probably true. But I felt like there was quite a strong, if small, liberal presence there and you know you don't have to break it down like that but it, it definitely feels like a place that fits in in Portland yeah it feels Pendleton to me feels like a kind of a sophisticated place actually and there's like a whole maker population there that yes, is yeah. really cool like even just on the main streets to see the mm -hmm. saddle makers and you know real cowboy boot makers and Staplemans right um, Yes, definitely. Right, exactly. And then, of course, uh, the Pendleton Woolen Mill. I mean, really, there's so much to experience there, I think. Yeah, I, I want to get into a little bit more of the Pendleton's modern versus Old West vibe, but first, I want to take a really quick break. Mm -hmm. 
when we left off, we were talking about Pendleton and the, the sort of the vibe in town there and the culture. And of course, when the first thing you notice when you go into Pendleton as an outsider is the Old West aesthetic. They've got bronze statues of cowboys and horses. And like you said, you've got the, the custom leather shops in every corner. So, but it's also a modern town to some degree. So how do you reconcile those two worlds in Pendleton, the Old West and the modern? I think they hit a nice note with it, actually. I think like we've discussed a little, you know, Pendleton has a really strong sense of, of who, who it is. And the Roundup, this Old West history that they have is always going to be a part of the town. But I think they do a good job of striking a nice balance of trying to bring in events. One thing I have noticed is that Pendleton has really tried to bring in a lot of events to draw people from outside the area to the city. Those are events not related to Roundup. So they have Pendleton Bike Week, the Pendleton Whiskey Fest, which has been going on for probably three or four years now. And they bring in some pretty big name musicians. Who do they have this year? Oh, yeah, Post Malone was there this year. So, oh, wow. Um, and then... Is think, that the Pendleton brand whiskey? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so they, they've been doing events like that which I think help kind of put Pendleton on the map for people that aren't from the area. So yeah, they, they seem to make a really market effort in ways that I haven't seen many other towns in that area do. So when you're out and about, out about on the town in Pendleton at night, so you're gonna go out to a restaurant or go out to a bar. I know, Jay, that you've been talking to me about a few different bars. Um, what's the vibe like on the streets in town? Give us an idea of that. It's pretty fun. Like all the Pendleton downtown has most, if if most, if not all of the bars are on Pendleton's Main Street or just a short walk away. And that makes for a really fun vibe. It's easy to get everywhere. You know, you don't have to have a cab or a car. You know, you can start at at the GP, can make your way over to... That's the, Great Pacific? The Great Pacific. Okay. <laughs> um, you can make your way over to Simiotti's, the Rainbow Tavern, the Packard Tavern. All of those are a short walk from each other. And, you know, it's not just about drinking but but you know it's easy to do and it's easy to have a good time yeah pendleton's a fun town it sounds like a, a hoot and a holler it and is. a hand around the collar it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so i i'd be remiss if if we didn't touch on at least i i don't know that we've even said the word blanket in this show yet i mean pendleton woolen mill is is like if you're known for three things you're known for whiskey roundup and blankets and, and other pendleton products you know, none of us are rocking any Pendleton at the moment. Because but we can't afford Pendleton. I mean, let's face it, really. Like, the shirts are, like, $200, but they're beautiful. That's yeah. My experience going to the Pendleton Woolen Mill store there is looking around at everything I can't afford and just dreaming of I buying know. a blanket and I a know. shirt and everything. I take pictures of them. But, you know, there's actually in southeast Portland, there's a outlet, Pendleton outlet store, and they have little scrap bins. And the only thing that Pendleton requires is that you don't use their name when you're selling it on your little Etsy or whatever. But it's fun. And they have um, they sell it by the bolt. They sell the material by the bolt. It's just like really fun to go look. And it's right here in Portland. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to go to that woolen mill while I was out there. I was dying to, but I was incredibly busy. But yeah, it's go it's uh, gorgeous. Really. Have, have either of you guys, Jamie or, or Jayathy, have you had a chance to check it out? I have only once. Yeah. Um, I didn't end up buying anything, but yeah, I I mean, yeah, beautiful work. It's it's a little bit out of town, so it's not like right right there. It's um, sounds like a, a solid meh vote I from Jayathi for. <laughs> I just for wasn't the like I, I I mean the products are beautiful, but I I didn't 
spend a ton of time at the fair. mill itself. Totally fair. Know? Not your yeah. scene. Doesn't yeah. have to be. <laughs> From a tourist perspective, of course, the Pendleton Woolen Mill is always something that I immediately want to go to. Yeah. The, the mill itself, you can take tours of the mill for free there, but they, I think they, they do them three times a day. Um, I went out there to get a tour this last summer, and it was oh, like wow. the one week where they weren't giving tours. Oh, no. I know. I guess we will speak of I mean, Jathan have had, have, have had a lot of conversations since I visited Pendleton in the summer where I was uh, maybe a little bit of a Grinch about Pendleton. He definitely was less than lukewarm on the town, <laughs> which, you know, I I don't agree with. I think there's tons to do. And I my, my thing I always say to him is that you're coming at it with, like, the eyes of a Portland person. Right. And it's not it's not going to feel like Portland. You know, you're not going to get the variety. You're not going to get the number of people that you have here. And and I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like for a small town it's got a lot because I mean I think on its own Pendleton is, has a lot to offer. I know Jimmy what's what's up like why don't you like it? <laughs> well I think I, I'm not looking um, at it to be like Portland but I mean I, I travel to small towns around Oregon and Washington regularly. Right. And you go to other small towns and they they really cater to the tourist. So you end up with towns uh, you know even like Baker City or like Joseph or places on the coast that have restaurants and that cater to and, and attractions that cater to tourists specifically. My feeling in, in Pendleton was that they don't really care about that as much. They're not really reaching out and trying to trying to appeal to those tourists. That's a sense that I got, that they really gather people from for the Pendleton Roundup and they really in those big events like you said, but they're not really trying to be something they're not, which I can totally respect, but as a tourist coming through, it just means there's less to do, there's less options to go eat, that sort of thing. I, I think in the in recent years, they've tried to draw more of those people for things other than the Roundup, you know, with some of the events that we mentioned. Yeah, to some degree, I kind of like that it's it's not trying to cater too much to people who don't want right. to be there, you know, yeah. come enjoy what we have to offer and who we are. It's um, kind of like, we're good, and Jamie. I, yeah. You know, you don't like yeah. us? We're, we're all right. Which <laughs> I completely respect, 100%. Oh, it, I, ma- it just makes it a little, you know, like I'm in, in, if I want to be in Pendleton, I can hang out there for a night. Yeah. Maybe a couple well, of days. I, I just think right. it's nice. I think it's nice because, you know, I, th- I think it's possible for Sid- for towns to want to cater too much to tourists and sort of lose yeah. a sense of yeah. identity. Right. There are towns that don't need to cater to tourists because they have other, you know, like major sources of income and they that's just not a necessity. But yeah, I, I kind of like that Pendleton is not too worried about changing its identity. I do. The one thing I get worried about, I did talk to a shop owner down there, a curio shop. And um, she was telling me how she was about to close her doors after the roundup because she just couldn't get enough foot traffic in outside the roundup. And I did see a lot of shuttered storefronts and a lot of storefronts that were completely empty. And I was concerned a little bit about what's the future of Pendleton going to be like if they can't get enough foot traffic in. A lot of these shops that are owned by elderly shop owners who might be going out of the business What's going to happen to these places? Is there going to be a young, vibrant population of Pendleton that's going to turn it around to something new? And if so, what's that going to look like? I've been seeing that, you know, again, like spending more time there. I think you see it maybe on a slower scale. But I I was pleasantly surprised by the number of new shops opening, you know, on the downtown stretch, the number of young people moving back who were from there and Um, investing in the town. So I think it's I think it'll happen. So, yeah, I, I do feel, again, I don't know everybody, but I do feel like a lot of people do feel a sense of connection to it. It struck me that way. Yeah. So if I had three top things I have to do in Pendleton, if I'm if I'm swinging through there for one night, Jayathi, what do you got for can me? Can they all be food related? They can all be food related. I've oh, got man. a big appetite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go to the GP. Try to catch some music. Right. I would say 
hit up Prodigal Son. It's I, I like believe, it already. I believe it's the only brewery in Pendleton. There's a lot of breweries in East Rowing. I think it's the only Pendleton one. Really good beer, really good food, nice vibe. Hmm. Come back to me for the third one. All right, Beth. Beth. The Roundup. I mean, come you're, on. You're, yeah, you're, you're, gonna... you're going there once a year, and you are hitting it hard and bringing your hat from Goodwill. <laughs> Seriously. That was, you know, I don't, I'm not a bucket list kind of person, but after that experience, I was like, check, man. That I got it. I got <laughs> And you did come back to Portland just with that Man, I am so jazzed yeah. on this experience. It was exhilarating because, you know, just think about it. Like a short drive from Portland is a completely different culture, cultures mm-hmm. in their sort of peak regalia and pageantry, old masculinity. I mean, it was just like there was so much on parade at, at this place. It was just peak. And, you know, I'm a photographer, so... It was it was incredibly visual too. Every everywhere you went and looked, and when it's your first pass, everything is so fresh and new. So I was yeah, it was exhilarating and fun, and I had a big crush on the place. But I had this sort of like thread of wistfulness too, because I was like, I'm never going to experience this place ever again, like I am right now, because because this is my first look at it. So you know that was special. Well, there's the plug to anyone yeah. who hasn't been there, done that. Go do it. And and Jayathi's motioning. She's got her I one got more thing. One. I got what my do you third got? one. You got to drive for it. It's not in Pendleton, but it's a, a short enough drive. It's the Alpine Outpost. It's a little store up in the Blue Mountains. We haven't talked about the Blue Mountains, but you can see them Google as you that. drive into Pendleton. They're gorgeous. I think Jamie's written about them a little bit. Yeah, the, the Blue Mountains are the mountain range that is just um, to the east of Pendleton. And it's a great spot, a really kind of remote spot if you want to get some mountain exploration in. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool spot to check out. Yes. So the Alpine Outpost is a relatively new store on the highway just outside of Pendleton. It's got a, like fantastic homemade goods. The couple that owns it is trying to do some really great stuff on the mountain. I believe they're trying to start a lodge up there as well I and mean, kind of bring that mountain back to life. So that's a nice little escape from Pendleton, probably less than an hour away. Nice way to experience something a little different. Yeah. Seems like a good weekend to me. Yeah. Hit Pendleton keep on rolling through the mountains and if you're from the Willamette Valley swinging right back around to where you came from so all that said Beth Jayathi thank you so much for talking Pendleton with us thank you we're going to move a little bit farther south on the eastern side of Oregon and talk next about a little trip Jamie made out to the Alvord Desert oh yeah next week um, we're going to talk about the Alvord Desert and the cracked playa out there and Steen's Mountain right above it and all the cool and sometimes meditative things that happen out there in the desert. So we've got a lot to look forward to with next week's episode, Jamie, but just give me a little teaser. I know I saw some great photos of, uh, you know, this cracked, dry lake bed, gorgeous sunset beyond it, Steen's Mountain capped in snow with some beautiful fall colors. What's up with the Alvord Desert, man? I think you just said it all right there. I think you just gave the teaser. Um, and you're also missing the hot springs, the Alvord hot springs, which are a must stop for anyone driving down in that area. Man, uh, I'm ready to pack up <laughs> already pretty much. Where but are these hot springs? Right outside. Hot springs were what? They're just on the edge of the Alvord Desert. It's also an, a way to enter onto the desert once you get to the hot springs. There's a little road you can take right there. Cool. And Jim, I understand you had a nice alpine adventure up to Mount Thielson by Crater Lake. Is that right? Yeah. So online now, our second episode of Peak Northwest, the video series, 
kind of shows off an attempt that my buddy and I made to try to climb the improbable looking peak of Mount Thielsen, which is down near Crater Lake National Park. So I, I encourage you folks to tune in and check out the second episode of the video series to get a really cool glimpse at a really interesting mountain. Can't wait to see it. Um, thanks to Beth and Jathy for coming on to the podcast today and talking about Pendleton. Really appreciate your time. Thanks Thank for you. having me. And until next time, you can, of course, follow along anywhere you get your podcasts by subscribing to the Peak Northwest podcast, checking out the Oregonians YouTube channel for our latest videos, and following us on Instagram at Peak Northwest. This episode of Peak Northwest was produced by myself, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Brooke Herbert. Many thanks to our guests, Beth Nakamura and Jayathi Ramakrishnan. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.